Welcome to Entrepreneur Rescue Mission, your ultimate podcast for all things entrepreneurship, tech, organization hacks, and so much more. I'm Nancy Evans, your host and owner of BYOB Agency and The Time to Grow, and I'm bringing you inspiring tips, updates, and expert insights to fuel your business journey. Let's conquer the entrepreneurship world together. Hey, Charlize coming at you with another installment of Ask Nancy. She is our beloved Nancy Evans of BYOB (laughs) and the um, expert that you've been waiting to hear all these answers from as a business strategist and as a personal branding expert. um, Nancy, you're the perfect ones for me to ask these like FAQs that keep coming our way from other entrepreneurs. So I'm going to hit another rapid fire session with you um, of the most asked questions and what we want to know. Are you ready to answer these for us and get started? I am. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm excited to see what you're going to throw at me. All right. Get ready to catch. All right. We'll jump right in. Um, This time I wanted to talk a little bit about the phases of entrepreneurship because as entrepreneurs, business owners, we're always concerned with if we're on the right path, if we're doing the right things, and am I the only one that this thing is happening to. So the first question is how many phases of entrepreneurship are there? Ooh, actually, good question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, whenever it comes to entrepreneurship, uh, you know, you can map it out probably in a million different ways, but to keep it simple, I really kind of usually categorize it into like three, right? So first one, phase one uh, is starting your business, right? So it's the startup phase. That's where you are really, you know, determining the business that you want to start. You're probably putting together a business plan. You're, you know, doing the foundations of everything that needs to be built out. And hopefully, right at the beginning of that stage, we get our first client and we're able to actually validate what it is that we're doing. Now in phase one, we usually have a couple extra challenges, uh, you know, that most people go through, right? So if you're listening, I want to totally validate you. So if you're in phase one, uh, scroll brain is a common problem, right? You know, actually overcoming the, um, you know, millions of different ideas and things that are out there. Uh, overcoming scroll brain is huge. Uh, the other one is shiny object syndrome, right? You know, there's so many different programs and software and different things that people are recommending and it can make it feel like your head is spinning, you know, nonstop. And so definitely in that phase one, you're going to go through a couple like growing pains. Um, but those two are probably the hardest. So you got to get yourself in a place of focus in that phase one. Now, phase two, right? I'm going to give you three. Um, phase two is going to be where you really start to grow. So ideally in phase one, we focused, we've created the plan, we've worked on getting our first clients. Uh, Then we're in the growth phase. That's the phase where we are bringing more and more people into our business. And usually the learning curve that happens at this point is we have to sell a little bit more in our business. And I see a lot of people actually have some roadblocks uh, and they're nervous to put themselves out there or they're kind of um, stuck in phase one and they're still knowledge cramming. They're still, you know, building out all the marketing assets and different things for their business, but they're not moving forward and actually taking that hat off um, and really focusing more on the sales aspect. So the big challenge there is to definitely get in the mindset that 
sales is a contact sport. You know, we got to get out there and talk <laughs> to some people. Uh, we got to build and grow our audience and our network. We got to start generating some leads, you know, and more sales. So that is phase two. And phase three uh, is going to be scaling, right? At this point in your business, you're going to be rocking and rolling, right? You're totally validated. Uh, you're actually hopefully creating services uh, in your business or programs that don't require you all the time, right? There's only one of you. Uh, so that's usually the phase where people start to create things like um, online courses, maybe a membership, uh, you know, maybe programs like a group coaching program or a group program, depending on what it is that you do. Uh, and in the scaling phase, we really want to pull ourselves back and become the CEO of our business. That's when we want to look to the different processes and systems in our business that we can delegate, right? You're going to have that learning curve where you're going to have to pull out and you're going to have to hire uh, a team to help you out because you can't do it all yourself. Uh, and then hopefully at this point you are scaling, you're rocking and rolling, you're, you're bringing in money that you can reinvest into the business. So those are the three phases. <laughs> that third one sounds like the best one to me. Um, you know, having been an entrepreneur for many years, uh, my next question is like very personal to me. You know, you, you mentioned the startup, you mentioned the, the, the roadblocks that we might face, but how can we actually avoid burning out when we're trying to grow a business? Like you said, there's only one of us. So how do we avoid just throwing in the towel because we're so stinking tired of doing it all? Oh, that's such a great question. And it's something that I get all of the time. So I felt this way, right? You know, I'm really big about transparency. And I think it's important for even me to share my journey. There were so many times when I first started my my first business, which was a remotely run like local uh, service business, I got burned out so many times because I was just going, 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 going. And I made no time to actually sit and rest and, and just recalibrate at times. And so, you know, I definitely got stuck in that mode, uh, you know, in my first business. But some things that you can do to prevent that um, and to really help you stay honed in and focus and really recalibrate, um, you know, a couple of those things are going to be to really have a plan, making sure that you have mapped out what it is that you want to achieve. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, okay, Nancy, but I don't even know where to start or what to do. Um, well, I'm going to give you a tool. Okay. So the 12 week year, and I'm, what I'm holding is actually the field guide, which is like a little handbook um, sidekick. This book, so the 12 week year um, book is by Brian Morden and Michael Lennington. Uh, this kind of came into my life at perfect time, right? It was just, you know, uh, we started reading it actually for our book club and our masterminds. Uh, and I love it so much because it is so simple uh, and it provides such tangible framework around your goals and your vision for your business and actually breaking it out. And it doesn't just focus on business. It focuses on all aspects of your life. So that's one thing that I'm really big about is to prevent that burnout, to prevent the, oh my goodness, I'm dropping everything over here and I'm focusing way too much over here. This is an all-encompassing all areas of your life. We're talking spiritual, community. We're talking friends and family. You know, business is on there, but it's not the only thing. But what it does is it challenges you to actually put a plan in place, um, start mapping out and planning your week 
prior to jumping headfirst into your week and getting caught in the weeds, right? We want to be intentional every single day. So it really gives you some awesome framework. So I'm giving you tangible advice. Go out and get that book uh, and, you know, start <laughs> plugging it in and really mapping out and being intentional on what it is that you're going to do. Because if you don't take the time to step back from your business and really plan out what needs to be done, uh, you're going to keep feeling this. And it's going to feel like a, a Groundhog's Day <laughs> every day. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, you know, what do I do today? Or you're going to have that, you're going to get to your computer and you're going to just be staring at the screen and not even knowing what to do. So we want to have a plan. We want to get you some, you know, actionable items, things like that. But I totally recommend the 12 week year as a starting point. I love that. It reminds me of my, one of my favorite episodes of Friends. It's way in the beginning when they're like, young and early 20s and they're kind of lost and they're all becoming like closer to each other and um someone says uh like do you have a plan and phoebe says i don't even have a plus you know and so this <laughs> book is a genius tool to help us get our plan um so then the third question okay so we're rocking and rolling with this plan everything's good we're in that phase three making money you mentioned bringing on team members to stop doing all the work when is the right time how do you know when to bring on a team member Oh, this is something I am so passionate about. Okay. So mm -hmm. rewind right years ago. Sorry, I'm turning up my alarm real quick for everybody. Um, not on my phone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so years ago I ran multiple teams. I mean, 500 plus team members, executives, um, everything from, you know, pharmacy to logistics to operate, like literally you name it. Um, and had to hire a lot of team members and things like that. And switching over to the world of entrepreneurship and, really starting from scratch and getting to see what that looks like and what feels right and what makes sense for businesses is a whole different ballgame. And what I'll tell people, and this is, again, something I'm so passionate about because I can't tell you, um, you know, after being part of so many different businesses, you know, that I was working behind the scenes for and even my own, one of the best pieces of advice um, by my business mentor at the time um, that I had through Small Business Administration, he said, Nancy, get your hands dirty, <laughs> get your hands in your business, know what you are doing and what needs to be done before you outsource. And mm -hmm. I just said, really? And this guy's name, he was like Nigel and he was like a multimillionaire and he you know, ran multiple businesses. And I'm like, really? Okay. Okay. Everything. And I took that advice <laughs> and I cannot tell you um, how impactful that was. And it really became such a big core value for me throughout my multiple businesses, you know, at this point that we've built. So my whole point, right, circling back uh, the runway is, you know, when is the right time to hire someone? Number one, especially in entrepreneurship, you need to know the things and the processes and the systems that you need to have in place for your business. So number one, let's say, for example, content creation. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you create a workflow where you actually have a system in place to create content and do all that stuff, you got to do it right a few times. You got to know what your system is before you hire someone to help you do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times, right, we hire someone and we're like, hey, just help me with stuff, but I'm not really sure, like, what <laughs> to, like, have you helped me with? You got to know what you're talking about. And you at least have to know um, not just what they should be doing, but also to help them be more effective, right? You got to set expectations. The other thing, too, is, is when it comes to software and different programs and systems and things in your business, learn it. 
Okay. I know as humans, all of us, right, we're afraid of change sometimes and we get stuck in our old ways and we don't want to learn new things. And, you know, it gets us all worked up whenever we have to learn a new program or a thing. If it's something for your business, make it a priority. Okay. I don't even care. If you have someone set it up for you, make sure you also pay them to take a few minutes to actually walk you through how to use it. The reason why I say this is because especially with entrepreneurship, right? We want to keep our margin high. <laughs> okay. And we don't want to be paying every single person out and getting us ourselves into a situation where you don't know how to jump in and fix something, or you don't know how to go in and make a minor tweak without paying someone, you know, a ton of money to do it. So learn the basics, right? You know, I'm not telling mm -hmm. you you get your PhD and all the different platforms, but you should at least have programs that you understand and you know how to use, right? When you're at the point where, again, you are have everything set up, you kind of know what you should be doing, you know what you can outsource, and you know the expectations, you know, what it would look like for a team member to do that. Uh, and you're rocking and rolling and bringing in some money, then it's time Okay, to actually say, you know what, I'm ready. I've got this process in place. I feel comfortable and confident, uh, you know, of actually hiring someone. In fact, you got to be so confident that when you get on that first call with the, the team member, you can tell them what you need help with and what they're going to be doing. In fact, you should be able to give them a routine. You should be able to set expectations. You know, you should be able to say it should take you this long. Okay, because again, you do not want to get yourself into a situation where you are relying on everyone else and you're not able to jump in and do the very basics of your business. So walk the walk, do the do, learn the basics. Um, and again, <laughs> once you're starting to generate some income, um, you know, and you know that it's validated, meaning, you know, your business is good. People want it. Um, then you can obviously start outsourcing the tasks that you don't necessarily like doing uh, or have the time for. It's such a great answer. Very, I mean, Kate, I think we were trying to do rapid fire, but there were so many good answers that no we fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to. We had to. These are important questions. And our expert, Nancy, you answered all of them. So thanks for sharing all that with us. Awesome. Awesome.